Hallelujah. Hey, I said hallelujah. Amen. Shall we remain standing as we affirm the authority of scripture and our relationship to it with this song? Ancient words. Just raise up your hand. Ever true. Yes, changing me and changing. Changing me. And it's changing you. We have come with open arms. Oh, let the ancient words in Hallelujah, ancient work, oh, ever true, changing me, and it's changing you, we have come, we hope we have, oh, let the ancient Precious Lord and King, Creator of all things, the owner of everything, we worship you. Oh, we thank you, Father. Thank you for the gift of your Son, our precious, blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who interprets the divine life in our lives and gives us the strength to do the will of God. Holy Father, we love you. Precious Jesus, we salute you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. I pray for grace tonight and ask you the Lord what I have been asking you and many have been praying for me about. This is the hour. Let Christ alone be honored and glorified in the teaching and the proclamation and exposition of your word. Be merciful to me, O God. A village boy who has found favor in your sight. So that all glory might come to you and you alone. Take your glory and give me the grace to serve your people. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Be seated dear people of God. Now do you know that the Lord loves you? Do you really know that the Lord loves you? Will you appreciate him tonight? <laughs> Yes, he really loves you. And it's good to appreciate him. Amen. I've always, you know, told people in preaching and teaching around the world that the only people who really know how to worship are people who understand the grace of God. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to the cross I Naked to you. Foul I to the fountain fly. Hallelujah. Tonight we have, I very much believe that tonight is a night which will really bring a difference in your life if you take it seriously. You will move to a level of dedication and commitment that will surprise you. I myself, I have been bathed and challenged by the message I'm bringing to you. And I pray to God that you receive it 
with all the seriousness it calls for. Shall we go to the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans and chapter number 12. Shall we, have we, shall we have it? Should for us the first two verses. It's very, they are very popular. Shall we all read it, brethren? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Will you say amen? And you are some of the people who are saying, you 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 are saying, on such a mufri a jini munya mufufro. Eh? Mufa muni pedueni suosa afodi etiasi. Afodi etiasi yo. Afodi ebiya ya neu. Afodi etiasi. Demni kikangwe biye niho. Nasemuye sa mahundi nyame pe. Namayidi nyame pe. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're looking at the topic as part of the whole theme for this convention. We're looking at the topic, forming the habits of transformation in total readiness for the Lord's return. Forming the habits of transformation. Forming the habits of total transformation in total readiness for the Lord's return. Say, yes, yes, say. Yebenya su. Yebenya aayi. O senti tia. Ebema yebra asisa. Na maya ye krado. Achen radi. Ni maya tosumi yenu. Ka amin kesepa. Now. It is very important as already said. For us to regard our thoughts. To really go into some deep things. Which I believe. Will help us. The great apostle Paul is somebody who was so much concerned about the life of the believer. Now, it's very important for us to understand that life in the scriptures is either bios, which translates the Greek word, which is translated in English bio, biology. You have words like biology, the study of life plant or animal. But the, the life you and I have, in addition to our bios life, is the word zoe. Z-O-E. And zoe is the God kind of life. It is not a plant, ordinary plant life or animal life. It is the God kind of life. Now, having said this, as a way of introduction, I want to say that the great apostle Paul was somebody who emphasized 
the truth about who we, we were, what we have become, and what we should continue to be until we are delivered into glory. Paul in church, Now remember the third point. It's not enough. Oh, I had, I, I was, I was so bad. And, and, and two years ago, the Lord changed me. The question is, what is going on right now in your life? The only proof, as we saw yesterday from the first epistle of John and chapter number three, in the environment of seven to ten, the only proof that I'm a child of God, the only proof that I am saved, is the fact that I have stopped sinning. It doesn't matter the challenges I go through. I have stopped sinning. And when, anytime I say this, I'm reminded of a lady who called me many years ago. I was weeping on the other end of the, the, the telephone. And, I, and then she said, do you know what has happened to me? I said, yes. She said, ah. I said, you have fallen into adultery. She said, then she said, I can't believe this has happened to me. Pastor, can you believe that? I said, yes. He said, so Pastor, you have never trusted us. I trust you. And I'm so glad that now I know that my daughter is a true child of God. Because when she's slipping to sin, she's so remorseful. She's weeping and wailing. And that is the proof that you are a child of God. Give the Lord a hand. <laughs> Now, never delay, the scars will be there. You will bear your scars. Hello? And then, and serious. One years No, maybe I love the Apostle Paul. What a great revelation. Oh, hallelujah. And so, as we delve into these things, I pray that you have all these things in mind. The readiness, the preparation, and the readiness that should be part of our daily Reflection and life. Hallelujah. Paul, in this passage, is reminding us of the fact that we have a very serious assignment if we are going to be like Jesus. And remember, he does not exempt himself. If you go to Philippians chapter 3 in the environment of 10 all the way to 16, he talks about the fact that, in fact, he says, Oh, that I may know him. Becoming like him. So Paul, are you not yet? Say, yeah, I am, I am in him. But I am not yet like him in every detail of my life. I want to be like Jesus. And that's why we are here. What we are doing, the transformation has a goal. That you and I will become more and more like Jesus. Will you say amen? It reminds me of an old SU song. I want more of Jesus. I want more and more, I want more of Jesus, so I give him more of me. I want more of his great love, rich and full and free. 
I want more of Jesus, so I give him more of me. Me besa mi ye, me say Jesus. Me peno, me besa mi seno. Inti me, me shushanu bebre, wo mi mu. And inti me, so me de mi hu, emano sa. And that is what this evening is all about. Will you say amen? We want more of the king. More of the king. Hallelujah. Paul uses <laughs> what I call the, the picture he paints is that we are a project. <laughs> a reclamation project. Reclamation. A make a makeover. Now he uses a couple of images that describe the makeover or transformation that is to be a continuous lifestyle of apprentices of Christ. And that's a very good way. We are all the apprentices of the Lord Jesus. Will you say amen? amen. And that's who a disciple is. A matetes was an apprentice. A disciple was an apprentice. And we are all his apprentices. And in our following him, he expressed a continuous lifestyle of apprentice, which involves a makeover. And makeover simply means to, to make a complete change in a person's appearance. It's an appropriate term because Paul speaks of we understanding and redressing. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's, there's, there's a transformation that is expected of us. And it involves two key things. And what are they? First, we are to put off. Shall we all say we are to put off? Put off. Put off. No and most times, and, and you all know that those things are things which have become part of us. We are creatures of habit. And if you know a little bit of psychology, in our time we call it developmental psychology. And uh, when the learning process is the great pedagogues will tell you that after 21 days of repeating something, <laughs> you're already... In the process of forming a habit. Right? Hey, serious. So all of us here are products of habits. I, I am I'm a, 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 the, I think the is it Jan Shemi? Is it something called Jan Shemi? I come from a village. John Chemi. Eh? Village, village people. No, no, I heard, I heard some, some, some time ago, I heard the term John Chemi also. John Chemi. And what's the meaning of that? A room for. I'm a room for. <laughs> and I remember, I, I am a room for. And I remember many years ago, the first time I came to Accra, many years ago, I heard that. John <laughs> Chemi. And I asked somebody, they said, ah, it's about me. I'm a village boy. And I remember I went to Tamahaba and those days there was this fish which nobody would pick them. Are you ready? 
And I say, hey, Charlie, now fishing on my two goose I know. I didn't know much about it. After many years, I learned and learned and learned and learned about what even went on in the, on the sea and what they did and the challenges they faced. And I became friends. I would go to Temani town for witnessing. And some of them became very good friends. I was sitting in the trotter, go to Ashama witnessing, go here and there. I remember go, going all the way to a village called Kung, it's a Bawalishi or so. I remember all those. I even don't know where they are now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the great apostle Paul, Paul will say, Nenamekani say, Mimi Yekurasini, Nebra me ba, and Puanu Hafu Flor. Nami Besemi Huni El Kosu. Dikasan Krebia Mitiye, Janchim. A fee, say, me fat rotron, sir, or say, I shall hear a few. I shall hear a few. I remember all those times. I mean, in my shorts and then sitting in the trotter and witnessing. And then say, oh, I shall hear a few. And then they will be pushing. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I still remember those things. And I remember the words. Because I, I heard them repeated over and over and over and over again. And that's what happens to us. Oh, but thank God that the Holy Spirit is at work in us. I didn't hear a good amen. amen. So we are to put off. We declare war on all habits, all attitudes. Brother, tonight I pray to God that the declaration will be total and complete. Put off the old tattered soil garments that represent our former life apart from Christ. In Ephesians 4.22, Paul says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Ephesians 4.22, Amen. May the Lord help us. So that in these last days in our preparation, things will be so thorough, will be so serious and focused that people will see us and see walking, people walking with gracious, heavenly, eternal expectation. Hallelujah! Oh! Anytime I think of the Lord Jesus and the grace that found me 50 years ago and the transformation that has taken place in my life and every day. Do you know one thing I discover? As you get closer to him, you see how wretched you are in yourself. Hello? Oh, Ben, you know. Sometimes something will cross my mind and say, Hey, no, I'm not going to free him. Ben, I'm going to wait for the old free him. And as Martin Luther, one, I, I went to uh, Luther, uh, Luther Strauss Wittenberg. Church of Pentecost took me to Germany twice to speak at the European Convention. And after that, they asked me to speak in about five cities. And I remember the apostle I was talking about and said, Papa, you say you want to go and visit? I said, yes. Unfortunately, he, he made a big mistake. He didn't, those days, there was no GPS. He, he didn't take his map. And we got lost before we were aware. We were about to enter Poland. And so, but we were able to get, go to Wittenberg eventually. When we got there, it was about 8.30 in the night. The only thing we saw in a, in a, in a petrol station was 
Luther's gin. Oh! Martin Luther Krum, yet a souvenir, gin. Appetite. You see how things happen? When we fail to do what he wants us to do, after all the labor in prayer, traveling in prayer, because people do not continue to press on, putting off, they relax into all sorts of filth to the detriment of their own peace and happiness. Yesterday we saw those powerful two verses, those who followed damp idols for fit the grace that could be theirs. That we also saw in Psalm 16 verse 4. Those who worship idols, pursue idols, multiply their own sorrow. Could it be what has made us who we are? When our chieftain's institution had become a bastion of demonic stronghold. I remember last year I was speaking, those of you from Asante, Kokofu, uh, my Hine invited me to speak at their big festival Sunday service. And after the whole thing we were eating, and one of the chiefs said, Reverend, what you have been saying is true. Media me cannot say, Yes, so, so what, are you, what is going to be your response? Two weeks ago, I had a whole three days for all the diocese of Kumasi in a big convention. Where I, I taught for three days, all the leaders, a number of you here. And I had a wonderful time. One of the best times I've had in my ministry. And especially the Friday, there was such an explosion of God's visitation. People were falling over, or anointing demons were pouring out of people. I told them that, look, this institution and many other institutions we have entertained for these many years need to be looked at seriously. Because then one of these said, open it, me, person, me, go have you. Ubi, I, you, Rofa, me, dem, de, kunyano, to, ho. And I'm so, me, you, Rofa, fatu, ho. So I said, don't do a, te, mo, dan, on, kwan, on, kakan, wasem. Make up your mind. On that day, you are not going to stand with any family or any friend. It will be you and you alone. Hallelujah. Don't entertain anything. Because if you go to hell, you are not going... And so, we do pray that the putting off will be taken. So remember Ephesians 4.22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off, undress. And in this place, we are to put on a brand new set of garments consistent with our new life in Christ. Paul writes, put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And then we come to the text. Transformation in readiness for his parousia, second presence. Paul changes the images somewhat, but not the intent in Romans 12 and 2. I've made reference to other passages with the same intent. When he writes, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Put off is parallel to not conform. Will you say amen? Or say, Ye nyinwa madada nuntungu. And once no can say, Ye nyeyadi se. 
We should not conform to the pattern of this world. I tell you, the power of the world is very strong. And you know it already. They are changing the laws. Natural laws are being changed. They don't even care. The white man said, they, no, no, they don't blush. They don't care. How can a man marry a man? The so-called highest civilization in our world today. How? Even the animal world will frown at it. And yet, humankind has gone so berserk, mad, so much detached from life. And therefore, man is destroying himself. And we, in fact, today, if you sit on the radio, on the TV, and you watch, it's all about death, 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 death. And as senior pastor said, we haven't reached anywhere. Because God is in this wrath, is going to come. And times will come when millions will die at a time. Because there's a serial disconnect between life, the life of God, the story of God. May God have mercy on us. And we very soon we are going to see how we go about it. Because that in readiness, I, I keep telling people whatever I speak these days, that Lord, I don't want to waste time on unnecessary things. There are two words for form in the Greek. And listen, this is, this is the crust of the whole thing. Now the first one is the root of conform, which is schema. Shall we all say schema? Schema. Now that's a Greek word. Schema. In fact, it, 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 in the English, it is nothing but a transliteration. <laughs> or your schema. So what it I'll call with your heading. Or dada. From which we get the word scheme. This refers to the external changeable form. Schema has to do with outwardly blending in. Outwardly. And the best picture is that of the chameleon. The chameleon. This is very close. Abosma chameleon. Yeah, madam. Abosma kutu. I mean, just about this. Abosma kutu. And you know the chameleon. The chameleon literally has no form. And listen to this carefully because this is how some Christians are behaving. When they go to a place and the color is green, within a few seconds they are green. And that is schema. The form is outward. Nothing has changed inside. Schema. 
And so they adapt to the color of the flora and the fauna. Say, and there are many, many chameleon Christians. In the workplace, they adapt to everything there. When they go to work and people are stealing money and lying, oh God, why are you going with it? I was doing a revival somewhere here. I will not mention the place many, a few years back. And as I was speaking with some of the people in the counseling session, this man was weeping and crying and wailing. Said, everything is giving way to decay and destruction. I'm suffering. And I asked him, what work were you doing? He said, I was an education officer. I said, there you go. The young teacher girls and the young ladies and the transfers and the monies you were taking and the sex you were having. He said, how do you know? And I said, I know. And now you are paying serious dividends. Because what you were doing were investment. Hello. Can't you only Ah, TMS Mami can listen to the prophetic voice. May God deliver you from sowing any seed of corruption in your life. I announce to you this night that every seed of corruption will begin to cease in the name of Jesus. That our lives will not be like the chameleon. No form, schema. If you want the best schema on earth, the chameleon is. And you see the way it moves. And by the time it makes it move, it has already adapted to you. <laughs> no problem. Or no new problem. We are blue or you blue, we are red or you red, we are yellow or you yellow. No values, no standard. But then there's another word. Morphe. Apart from schema, there's another Greek word for form, morphe, from which we get the popular image, moth. It has to do with inward and re-transformation of the essential nature of a thing, of a person. Those of you who literally the term here is metamorphosis. This has to do with becoming a new you, not just on the outside, but new, unchangeable inner character. Whereas schema is adapting to the external and fleeting fashion of this world. Metamorphosis describes the process of a re-change from my original roots. So that a maggot is now flying. Will you say amen? Amen. Uh, Cocoon and Wayafa Fanto and or Saki Nectar or Frihano or Koha. Now, oh, hallelujah! And that is what has happened to you in Christ. You have metamorphosed. 
into the image of Christ. Oh, will you say amen? Entity, the woman said, Ye by Jesus Christ to moi. No man me and where one is Tibia, woman, one she ya, obey on to say Abusma Cotre. Baby, I'll be Drubia, no said your hot year, no announce why you be. And to quantity air quatemly eight denounce where you be. Commasu was so genuine was a mean, I did my temple, only baby, I'm afraid. Heh, me free men shaton. O yami yobi, o de kwa, yadi bedi asem, yadi huu. And sometimes it's so painful. So painful. And as I, I remember speaking at the 17th anniversary of uh, the Otum for last, was it last year? When he was 17 years on the throne. Now I was the guest speaker at the Algan Cathedral. And we had a nice time, I'll tell you. I said it as I always say. <laughs> and I said, okay, see, if you ever meet, excuse me, any woman with three breasts, you will collapse. So be satisfied with the two. <laughs> will you say, man? Yeah. But since then, wherever we meet, and we meet the Lord at the KNUST, when they are doing, we've had the last investiture of the, at the VC. I was one of the guest priests, um, ministers who went to pray with them. And, and uh, he's the, uh, what is it, the, the chancellor. I mean, the day he saw me, he said, rah, 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 rah. So, before I went to pray, we, we shook hands. And he said, are you praying for me? They said, <laughs> say, amen. amen. Brother, we don't change our message or anything. Now we are courteous where Kessie demands it, but we don't change the message. Will you say amen? Amen. 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 Now, Paul constantly connects transformation with the images of putting off the old nature and putting on the new. What does this mean practically? As we prepare for the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our believers. I believe one of the great men of God who has made a comment similar within the same context, John Otbeck, and he says, and I quote him, quote, most of us have been trying to live the Christian life instead of training to live the Christian life. And I tell you tonight, that is the next emphasis. You henceforth, you are going to stop the New Year resolutions and the trying, trying, trying. Nowhere has the Bible told you to try. The Bible tells you to train. Please say amen. amen. And Paul gives three images of all that is, what, that is involved. The efforts of a farmer, the efforts of an athlete, and the efforts and the strenuous training of a soldier. Look at all the image. Look at the picture Paul gives. Three key images of training, not just trying. Move away or try. I mean, train hard. I am training hard, engaging my Bible. Will you say amen? I am training hard, praying and right. Amen. I am training hard, going to church early. Amen. 
And so nowhere have we been told to try. All the apostolic portraits of our work with him is in the language of a soldier, the language of an athlete, and the language of a farmer. Will you say amen? Amen. Said you could afford the Nimian and Nibrayon and the Fa, said a bay ya, no by a beba. Ye crassini, Missy Noye, me papa, mammy, yes, tall, me papa, son, ye carpenter, I fear ye fool. The fool, ye are a Nibrisem, ye dog, a dear bro, ye dog, ye are sheep, a pamso, a dear bro, a bruno bar, ye good fertilizer. Now, Fabio, you know, you have to ask here. You have to ask here. I remember one time when we were doing the harvesting, there was this particular corn, you know, uh, plant. It looked so tall that I, I thought that, oh, because of its height, it will give some big cups. And lo and behold, I went and cut it down. And the thing looks so light. And so I peel off the husk, and lo and behold, 13 grains. Now, I remember speaking for Bible study and prayer group at their convention in Kofodia many years back. And I asked the experts, how many grains does the average cup you know, get? And I think um, they. I don't remember, 150, 200, thereabout. And when we were doing the sewing, we, we put only two. It's giving the additional 11. So why are you angry? Because you see, listen, and this is a very important part. Every seed grows within a certain given parameters. Will you say amen? Amen. Now, if, for example, our cells, our bodies are made up, made up of cells. In fact, the, 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 if you look at, and the, the SPCA will tell you, if you take the, the egg of, of um, a fish and that of the, the small egg of a human being, they appear almost, in the beginning, they, were about, they look about the same. But within the human sperm, there is the DNA in it will actually interpret how it will become. Will you say amen? amen. And the same is true about the fish. Just say, say, <laughs> and because listen because what is inside is of a certain kind it must grow according to certain given pattern and that's why I challenge you and I challenge myself tonight that if we are born of God yesterday we saw it Anybody who is born of God cannot continue sinning because he is born of God. 
Because God's sperma is in him. Will you say amen? amen? Now, the human cell is given some parameters within. It must grow to a certain limited size. Amen? amen. Now, if it outgrows that, then the doctors say that, hey, it has become cancerous. Cell be I say cancerous, you know. Na then the truth of the matter is that you have never been born of God. And don't be surprised. Jesus in John 13 said, uh, John 6 and verse 70, Have I not chosen you 12? And one is a diabolos. Jesus Christ did him. I don't want to talk more about that. The man who is coming after me is an expert in that area. And I really enjoy and admire his ministry. So get ready for him. Will you say amen? amen. So, Paul will say, Menu, Yen fa, Yen tiasye, Nati edi emikansi se un pa. If the seed is of God, it grows within certain parameters. If it goes beyond that, it has become cancerous. And it's very destructive. Will you say Amen. He says, John Otbert says that most of us have been trying to live the Christian life instead of training to live the Christian life. Paul says, I train. And the word train in the Greek, the word from which we get gymnastics. That's not an easy thing. There is an enormous, enormous difference between trying and training. What is the difference? A trying mentality is what you do when you double, uh, when uh, uh, you take a shot at something new, a trial mentality is often evident by response to a sermon. The preacher is also to be more patient, so the next week resolve to conform to control our temper around an irritating three-year-old, or to be more tolerant at work. <laughs> the next Tuesday we are down. Thirty-first December, many make resolutions. But it doesn't involve serious training agenda. And they fall. They even forget about the resolutions they pass. I was witnessing somebody said, Oh, maybe Dim Redunuso. Oh, interesting. How many do you keep? He said, Oh, many. And I said, Can you tell me the Ten Commandments? You'll be shocked. He even didn't know them. 
Sometimes you say, when it comes to holy things, people are joking with God. And I told him, young man, this is a very serious thing we are dealing with. If you don't know the Ten Commandments, by the way, you have never kept any of them. The law came through Moses. He who was even holding the law, he broke them. <laughs> the law came through by grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And the choice of words huh? should not be joked with. Hallelujah. Anti training and I come Trying versus training. Images of discipline life, disciplined life dominate the New Testament. Paul compares our life to a builder who might decide the kind of quality of material that will be used to build on the foundation Jesus Christ. Will it be wood? Remember First Corinthians chapter three in the environment of ten to fifteen? Paul will say, Yes, my yes, and so be a whole seed. Now, can you give us First Corinthians and chapter? Oh, very good. Shall we read it? Ready, go. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and I builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay that, that, that which is laid, which is Christ. And this is very, very, very fundamental. Not Ten Commandments, nothing. Christ. But then you are supposed to build on the foundation. Now, now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, so, so listen, people of God, we have the opportunity to build on the foundation. And some do it with gold. They are most the prices, the, the, the best of time, of energy, the best of money, the best of attitude, the best of everything. Built on Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, now you, you stop there. All the rest, wood, hay, straw. But people, people come to church, throw church attendance. There's a lady in our church. Anytime he comes to church, sometimes he comes and I'm giving the benediction. That has been. He said, why? Uh, every Sunday morning, my husband, who is a medical officer, eats fufu. The husband doesn't go to church. Sadu. Hmm. In Second Timothy chapter two, verse three to six, Paul piles up accessible images of strength that should shape our attitude toward the faith. First, assume the posture of obedience of a soldier. I've touched on that already. Paul Romain Fonimi and Samakanada. Christoni wanamuntu ni tisese sojeni 
soja fo wo yemu opemu dan kasa wo ha enya mere wo kokura na yehwe wo huna etwen da ho no so a ese untimi ma ese wo ye be ma oba ya obo sipie sita take on the discipline so the first one is the posture of obedience assume the posture of obedience of a soldier under the authority of a commanding officer do ye christonia wo ye to say soldier ni a wo she wo wura di yesu christans ko na wo ko da na wo da jai na wo jai tumrika na wo ko wo wura di na no two take on the discipline of an athlete who gets the crown by competing according to the rules now these are all within second corinthians second corinthians chapter 2 verse 3 to 6 hallelujah shall we all look at it and also if anyone competes in athletics he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules I remember a case in my elementary school and there was this girl who always ran the last four by 110 or so relay you give it to Agnes and he will be the more unfortunately they didn't teach one of the girls the rules before she got to Agnes she had dropped the baton and she was running he was running people were shouting and she got to Agnes and Agnes to the side he said oh, run she said what she never took the baton seriously but we all know that the baton is part of that relay thing you drop it no matter how fast you run and some people run so fast they are disqualified some religions they are running so fast but they even don't have a lane and we must help them to really come into the lane i met a lady who told me that she was a jehovah witness and i said you lack integrity so why do you speak to me like that i said you don't believe in human government you don't vote so why do you work in the state you know institution i wouldn't do that you will be ano pasemo and some who are abufupa oh you don't believe in human government and you want us to vote and those schools and what not and then you come and work in it who said you heard us be a cashier to say or lack integrity don't go be abufupa again bon sama radio i mean the only any answer for what kind of thing is that And then it talks about the image of a farmer rise early go to bed late like a hard working farmer who then will receive the fruit of his or her labor spiritual transformation is not a matter of trying harder but training wisely write it down 
Spiritual transmission is not a matter of trying harder, but training wise. Wisely. Yes, sir. Oh, but money be a number. So, who's titty, who yantity, who yansum? Babu now, Bahwa, who the yansa pani, and him yan ebaho, a bit of a good trim. Now, them pie bonnier at home, I, 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 Praise the Lord. So, it's not a question of trying harder, but training wisely. Rise, uh, rise out, out there. The need for preparation or training does not stop when it comes to learning the art of forgiveness or joy or courage. In other words, it applies to healthy and vibrant spiritual life, just as it does to physical and intellectual activity. Learning to feel think, feel, and act like Jesus, at least as demanding as learning to run the marathon or play the piano. Ain't it? And then may try. Then we may train. May your mother say, be a old trainee pa or seven of them. Now, now why is this so, so important? Fundamentally, we are habitual creatures. Habits don't change by simple willpower. By true training. Will you say amen? amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Give it to us. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Now, Paul said, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but, but one receive the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Will you say amen? amen? Now, let's go on. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Oh, no. That is training. Temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we find imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Go on. But I discipline. Let's use the word discipline. And that is training. This is the apostolic picture. Not trying. Training. I discipline. I discipline. Look, my body, I'm bringing it in subjects unless when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Adokimos is the Greek word. Put on the shelf of no use. And the Paul said, Entity, <laughs> They come before, before. Yet to me, the Akoko, Aisha, and Samana, Okadakan, and Sena, Utinja, and Ajuna, and Krebia. I ran in the Babra for you. I ran in the Munamukango. Now, say, I remember we were in the conference, and the Archbishop of, uh, the retired Archbishop, um, Dr. Kwesi Sapon, who were eating during the break. And uh, 
he will eat some small parts. Open it now, Nidi. Was he a minia? You all think so? Do you know people? Do you know who can you answer as a pressure? And and I remember one time listening to Professor Mbom Watin talk about diet, proper dieting, and he. The first time I heard about this, the danger we face in eating sugar and sweet, sweet, sweet things. That's a hey. We have a no air store, and we have to get rid those days. The sweeter, the better. Now you need. To me, God, I do not want to finish the menu. Now, my dad, I will have to say any equation. Oni ni ya dentist fo ade mi so wi ase ani dentist hoko We didn't know but ignorance is no excuse Udi shuganwa let me tell you in fact now what we do is that every 3 months Sunday morning Reverend, we have a medical doctor preaching because at ordinary days you won't get the people a Sunday when you get the full house, so every three months, somebody speaks about help something. Otherwise, they will come to you and say they have demons. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's not demons. <laughs> it's poor dieting. And, and since then, I've trained myself. In fact, I miss my wife when I travel her because every morning, I am sure of a hot, warm, um, it's at least warm or hot, Bitter melon. Now, if you don't know it, go and look for it. Google, I mean, tonight. Bitter melon plus some ginger. No sugar. Now, the thing is, bitter melon. Now, my son, my children, I'm not going to say, I try, you know, no, I have for no mere wedding in the bay. Now I know. Now I have done that. Train myself to eat and drink some of these bitter things. I can chew ginger like I'm eating some apple. Ginger. I, I, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. Washed. And I chew it. Me, when I chew, I chew it and swallow everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm training myself to be healthy. Amen? Amen. It's not just a question of trying, training. One of the first things my wife does early in the morning is to make sure that that thing is ready. Now before that, I've taken some warm water. And sometimes when I'm eating, she's supervising. And then we in fact. Ever have a mistake? <laughs> Let's say, Amen. Now, you men, we got to listen to our wives. They love us, they love us, and they care about us. Let's say, Amen. Hallelujah. And so, habits have made us condition us with all sort of negative things. Now, and we don't have to underestimate the grip of old habits. The very nature of habit is that 
they become second nature. Are you there? Subaino ayeus ayi adi aika ohono ayeusu iya tosu mienu. There's no more brain. Now, having said all this, trying versus training. Remember, we are habitual beings. We don't underestimate the strength of a habit. And so all that we are doing in our walk with him is the practice that causes us to do a lot of replacement. Replacement in our lives. Amen. And doing that call for spiritual disciplines. It call for what? And because of our time, we'll look at some of them very quickly. Now, what are they? We have, they could be grouped into three. And some do it differently, but I grouped them into three. Uh, they didn't originate from me, from an old um, writer. And I love the way he groups them. He groups them into what he calls formative inward discipline. Inward. Just say, no, maybe as Hallelujah. Um, what do I? Inward disciplines involves formative reading and study of the Bible. Formative reading and study of the Bible. And sometimes he recommends that other good materials from men who have a proven record. I'm not making a commercial. I feel always tell people that God has blessed me. I've written these not just because of money, but it's part of the ministry. And this is the first book I among the books I've written. This is the first one. No Bible, no breakfast. Now, those of you who really want serious engagement with Scripture, I recommend this. Just 10 CDs. Get one. Because henceforth, I believe you are going to take the Bible very seriously. Amen? Amen. I talk about the fact that the reasons why you must have formative engagement with Scripture. Serious engagement with Scripture. One. It is a revelation, God's revelation to us. It is a way to life and well-being or prosperity. And the Bible talks about that. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping that country away. It helps you in spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. It helps you to know there's power, that, uh, sorry, that faith is a ground for victory. That power is in the name of Jesus. That resist the devil and he will flee. That we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Fasting is essential in warfare. Agreement in prayer is a powerful weapon. Praise brings shame on the enemy. Binding and losing are necessary in spiritual warfare. And then it talks about the fact that in studying the word, discipleship and growth will take place in your life. Faith and encouragement. And then um, witnessing and evangelism, you get empowered to do that. In fact, 
um, there's so much, but this is just for you to help your, um, help your, help your appetite. So, now, now, Paul, your blessed memory, he said, I was in prison. And what changed my life was serious. This time, not just reading the Bible with rascal, critical, academic mind, but exposing my heart to the revelation of God. Now, if the Bible is the word of God and it is, it is given to us not to debate God, but to obey God. The Bible is not given for us to debate him. When did you invite God to debate him? <laughs> he gave the word to us for us to know his will and obey. Will you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so formative engagement with scripture, the purpose of spiritual discipline, total transformation of the person. Hallelujah. Now, the difference between formative reading and informative reading is the fact that formational or formative reading is not concerned with quantity. Informational reading is linear. Transformational reading is in death. Imudo. It is a Bible verse by Akuna how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. I sit. I meditate. I reflect. I brood over it. In fact, there's a chapter on meditation. And it's the last chapter. I talk about the fact that in meditation, and this, so the last chapter is the family altar. I'm talking about meditation. I talk about the fact that it helps you to brood over God's word until it hatches the truth into your spirit. Hallelujah. With informational reading, instead of the text being an object we control, so with informational reading, instead of the text being an object we control, the text becomes the subject that controls us. Amen. I just said, I may control. I was speaking at Pastor Ustu Church. I told them, I think I've said here before. I said, students, when you read the Bible, be so serious to the extent that the Bible will read you. The Bible will help you discover where you are. What kind of Bible? I said, the Bible will make kind of work. Now, in most cases, you'll be given the opportunity to have a devotional guide. Um, I don't know what you, if you comment any devotional guide. Daily guide. I have been using daily guide for 50 years. And this morning I read my daily guide in Matthew chapter 19. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus. <laughs> he goes away and, <laughs> ah, and Jesus made some powerful statements. I sat down to think and to brood over what that pastor says about 
how material wealth can really disturb us. Now, we won't have time to go through all that. But there must be formative, serious Bible reading. Challenge Enterprise has a stock of materials you can use. So, of course, challenge Our daily bread, our daily, daily guide, daily power. In fact, we stock daily power. So, the whole year, every newcomer gets a copy when it comes to church. We always have a stock. Every newcomer. You get a full Bible, whether tree or English. And then, in fact, there is um, a dear brother, a garman called Mr. Nikwe, who supplies them sometimes 25 boxes. That's all he does. And such a committed brother and his wife. The wife is now working as one of the deputy registrars at um, Legon. They brought her here, but she's still one of my deaconesses. He comes. And then, of course, I will encourage you for full understanding, no Bible, no breakfast will help you very much. Because it's so concise. Then there might be formative prayer and solitude. I don't want to waste my time here. All of us pray. But what is formative prayer? Empire bar. Dr. Francis will say, former campus crusade director, make any offers here. Francis Frinkan, how many of you have any offers here? He will say, hey, why are you doing this? 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 Hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Ah! Now, why are you doing this? I'm going to call you Thompson. Now, you see the problem we have. They don't read the Bible. First Corinthians 15, Paul says, I will pray with my mind and I will pray with my spirit. What he said, be the tongues of me. Hey, Let me tell you this. Paul said, like Paul, I pray in tongues more than you do. But I tell you, I pray with understanding. And then, alongside, I also pray with my spirit. If you pray in tongues, you don't know what you are praying about. And so, most of you, even though, those of you, I, I hope that you have not become cancerous in your prayers. <laughs> because prayer must also be within certain parameters. Taught by the Lord and the apostles. Right? It is our Bible, cancerous. What you have so? Because even your own soul is not convinced of what you prayed about. Now, there are many, many things to be discussed within this contest. Now, I'm going to end very soon. And God will continue tomorrow because this is a very crucial area in our growth. Will you say amen? amen. Now, formative prayer, listen. Informative prayer, in, in, sorry, informative prayer, we appeal to God's nature. Even Jesus taught us to that. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is. Thy kingdom come is a petition. Your will be done on earth is a petition. But he begins with, 
Look at the nature of God. Father. God is a father. What a great encouragement. Say, The guys have been to me, Minister of for Oh, this woman will pray terrible prayers. And now my, my own brother, I think the, the fourth after me, I traveled, I came back, my wife they said, your brother prayed some terrible prayer here. I said, what did he say? I could see one thing broken. I could see sorry, I won't Oh God, any Satan who comes here, God, bend down. God bend. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Anyway, time is gone, so. But listen to this carefully. In prayer, and please, Bible studies and prayers form a bulwark, a really strong basis of our spiritual formation. Please. I don't want to sound like I'm boasting, but my average about three hours of prayer a day. I'm a very busy person. In fact, my last prayer time is a whole hour before I go to bed. And everybody knows in my house, my family, my wife, everybody knows that. Because immediately I finish praying, they will release our big dog <laughs> into the, the main yard. And so the house is said, Daddy, do I go? And I said, but I haven't gone to pray. And so he will wait. He will wait until I finish praying. And then the dog will be released. And when I pray, hardly do people hear me open, you know, make any noise. Because I'm praying for unrich people groups. I am pray- in fact, just before I come here, I, I talked to the brother in Chakali. This dear brother, among the Chakalis, about 25 miles, miles radius of Wa. He's now asking for two motorbikes. And I said, pray. I'll talk to people who can help you get. He, the Chakali tribe is about, at a point, it was the most unrich people group. And thank God that the Lord brought this brother to God. Next time, maybe you have to go there. He's such a lovely, we have been able to get he himself with a motorbike. But two church planters need, because they've now reached into the interior. We've been able to get him a generator. And look, brethren, I'm praying to God that, I thought that we're going to get there today. I'm praying to God that tomorrow, God will knock you out. About the way you see the material world. It must be arrested for God's glory. Because we are wasting too much. Some of us, we don't have anything, seriously, anything in heaven. We don't. We don't. If you surprise, I'm now wearing only political suits. I've made up my mind, I'm going to go as simple as possible. I'm telling you, just last week, we offloaded a lot of suits for some of the brethren in the northern villages. They need them. Because so that they will become <laughs> 
And one young man brought as many as four seeds. Said, Papa, I'm only left with one. Now, interestingly, the next, the following day, some brought him one of the latest. He said, ah. Now, I said, you haven't seen anything yet. Get ready. He will surprise you. But as it comes, you are only managing God's resources. Look, when I travel overseas and somebody brings, I wear size 17 of, of, of my shirts. And if anybody brings me less than that or more than that, I know that it is for somebody. I'm only managing it for the, that person. So when I come, I say, Lord, whose is it? Why an idea? Chef, they are blaming you. You size. It's man cotton. Chef, they are blaming you. Obedia. He said, "If I come from there, man, I am praying to God. Let's end today with the conclusion on the prayer. In prayer, we are under God. You may write it down. This is a very simple. Now, of course, you can get the, the CD. This is a very deep thing, and I will finish tomorrow. I'm praying that you take this sincerely because we, the readiness must be taken seriously. In prayer, we are under God. That is prayer as a position. And when we are under God, we worship Him. Say ye bompa ye senyami asi. Ye ntibia ye womu no no. Ye senasinti ye somono. Ye mpa ye womu. Our Father who art in heaven. Ye senasi o ye senasi. But in prayer, we are also with God. We are not only under Him. But in prayer, we are with God. Prayer, not only as a position, but as a presence. As a presence. We are with him, not just under him, but we are with him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer shapes our conviction that God is with us. When we pray, we confess this truth that we are with divinity. Will you say amen? But not only that, in prayer, we are not only under God, not only with God, but in prayer, we are in God. And that talks about power. Acts 431. And there was a mighty shaking. But it's not only prayer under God as a position, not only prayer with God as a presence, prayer as a presence, not only prayer, uh, we, we are in God, prayer as power, but in prayer, we are for God. In prayer, we are for Him. And that is a prayer as a purpose. When we pray, we are telling God we are for you. Will you say amen? And so brethren, in prayer, prayer becomes daily channel of covenant connection. Will you say amen? It becomes a daily channel of covenant what? Connection. And so a praying Christian <laughs> actually has a daily. And the Bible says that we should always pray. Tomorrow, God, when we come to that place. Look, always praying is not that you stop and go and hide. In, no, no. Even that as you were, you pause, you reflect a second, and you continue. Just bless him. 
Lord, you are my God. And sometimes I would just, just a word or two in tongues and I know that there's a covenant connection going on. Will you say amen? amen. Oh, brethren, let's enjoy our God. Will you say amen? amen. Let's enjoy our God. Amen. And I pray that tomorrow, even as we continue, your faith will find shape. But as you go, tomorrow I'll ask you, where did you read in your Bible and in your reflection what came out? May God give you grace so that you will be on the path of serious formative engagement with divinity that your life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, Amen.